Um, we've been incredibly lucky. Again, just ask. Maybe they'll say yes. So last year we had a bunch of people do read-alouds, but this year so far um, we've had Harry Woodgate reading their book Granddad's Camper, um, and we've had U.S. Representative Sharice Davids in honor of uh, National Coming Out Day and Indigenous Peoples Day read Sharice's Big Voice. That was huge and so exciting. Um, and then coming on November 18th, we also have author Rob Sanders reading his new book, Two Grooms on a Cake, the story of America's first gay wedding. Hi, and welcome back to the Be A Better Ally podcast. My name is Trisha Friedman. My pronouns are she and her. Uh, today, we have a very special guest. Uh, you you may know, sometimes you know you follow somebody's work, you admire them from afar, you think they must be an incredible person, and you might worry, oh no, what if I actually meet them? and my expectations are not met. Today's guest is the exact opposite of that experience. I've been following the work of Pride and Less Prejudice for a long time now, and it gives me great, great joy to say that uh, one of their co-founders is just an extraordinary human being. Uh, I am so fortunate to get to speak with her again today on the podcast. If you're not familiar with Pride and Less Prejudice, First of all, stop the podcast, head over to prideandlessprejudice.org, where you will find out that they provide LGBTQ plus inclusive books to pre-K through third grade classrooms in North America to help students and teachers, quote, read out loud and read out proud. Um, Pride and Less Prejudice has been featured in Forbes, The Advocate, USA Today, Publishers Weekly. Um, they just are doing great, great, great work. And today on the episode, we're going to dig into ways that you can connect with them uh, in the future, how you can take advantage of the multiple layers of support that they are offering to educators. Um, uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. Please do be sure to give them a follow, to check out their newsletter, and to amplify the very important work that they do. Hi, my name is Lisa Foreman. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm the founder of Pride and Less Prejudice. I've been teaching children music in preschools, libraries, and music groups, uh, and private piano lessons for more than 25 years. I have a bachelor's in music and psychology from Boston University and a master's in music therapy from New York University. I've been married to my husband for 32 years and I have two grown daughters and a labradoodle named Penny. And Penny is adorable. You know, <laughs> if only podcast listeners, we could find a way to get Penny into this episode as well. <laughs> Um, so thank you for, for taking the time. It's so great to catch up with Pride and Less Prejudice because it has just been an action-packed year. It's been just, you know, from my end, watching from the outside, um, it's been so exciting to see how much has happened. And I was wondering if we could start off by just talking about the, the silent auction that just wrapped up uh, not too long ago, where you raised significant funds. You had some incredible, amazing items being auctioned. I'm wondering if you can talk our listeners through the backstory of that event. Um, and, and as well, let us know. I am sure that you've got some other fundraisers in the works. Um, what else might we want to look out for in, in terms of supporting the incredible work that Pride and Less Prejudice does? So backstory on the auction, band together. You know, it's interesting. Eight or nine months ago, we were just getting slammed with book requests. Um, and I, we were getting over 100 requests a month from teachers. 
And I thought, oh my goodness, how are we going to keep up the pace of what's going on? Very much a surprise to me that so many people were wanting and was wonderful. Um, but we had just finished up a celebrity panel in the spring and we raised several thousand dollars from that, but it was quickly, very quickly after that, when I realized, okay, we're, we didn't make enough money to even cover a portion of what's happening. We really have to kick it up a notch and do some other big event. And I got to get on it, you know, immediately. Um, so I feel like we were trying to come up with something that would speak to people across the United States and to Canada since we cover a very wide range. And it just seemed like the virtual auction was the answer. Um, we were thinking about COVID, we were thinking about how could people participate? Could we have online experiences? Could we have things that um, were shipped, but maybe not the primary, um, the primary way that we would fundraise? And it sort of changed along the way. We ended up getting a lot of small businesses to say that they would support us and say they would ship everything for us. So the majority of the companies that did um, donate items to us actually shipped the winners directly to their homes, which really saved us a lot of money and a lot of hassle. But it was really fun because we were <laughs> trying to tap into some of the celebrities we had. We got Ingrid Michaelson to give us a sign ukulele. We got Harvey Gein from what we do in the shadows to do like a little cameo, which I just got a few days ago and it was hilarious. Um, and, and we just got support from so many different people and so many different places. And I think that, you know, it worked, it was a gamble. We didn't really know whether it was gonna work. Um, you never know how many people are really gonna support you. You know how many people you have on your subscriber list. You know how many people are on your social media. You, you, just, you just don't know. Um, so it was super exciting to see. We had over 100 items up on the auction. It was super exciting to see people bidding on them. Um, certain things were really popular. <laughs> At the very last minute of the auction, literally in the last minute, um, we had a comic book, DC Pride comic book that was signed by Nicole Maines and it was coming with a little bit uh, like a handwritten personal message. And one person had bid on it and the bid stayed the same for four days. And in the last 60 seconds, it wow. went for $710 for a comic book. Just absolutely blew my mind. I love the fact that people wanted an item like that so much that they would pay for it but the fact that it was supporting what we do just was incredible. It was just incredible. I mean, I've got to say in some ways, it's not surprising to me to, to see, you know, that, that level of energy and support, uh, you know, getting behind the work that Pride and Less Prejudice does, because not only are you, you know, getting classrooms, uh, getting books into classrooms and really changing what LGBTQ plus representation is, um, for teachers, but you're also making sure that you're offering workshops and professional learning experiences. And we're five days actually away from your next one that's coming up Tuesday, October 26th. I'll be sure to put the link in the show notes so folks can sign up for that. But I'm wondering if you can just talk us through, you know, again, this is just one of the many different offerings that you've had um, to also make sure that people have those opportunities 
to not just learn from the books that you're putting in, in the classrooms, but to learn from others. Yeah. And we also have um, teacher resource guides that go with every title, every book that we send out every year. We have free teacher resource guides on the website so people can be supported that way in the classroom as well. But once we send out our books to the teachers, we feel like we want to keep that connection with the teachers and help them and support them in different ways. And one of the ways is to do this quarterly workshop. Um, We've been doing this is like our fifth or sixth one, I think. Um, and everyone we try and do a little bit different, but this one actually is like a part two. So Ty had done one for us in the spring and it was super successful. It was the most highly attended workshop that we had. And while it was going on, people were saying, can we please have a part two? So Ty actually works for Smile and Smile is an organization, a nonprofit organization that supports and empowers LGBTQs in Washington, D.C., Um, And they offer drop-in after-school programming, leadership opportunities, community education trainings, and a youth housing program. You can learn more about SMILE's work and current offerings at smile.org. But we're really glad that they allow Ty to come and do this for us, because this is not something they do with other places. Um, So we feel really, really lucky. This particular workshop that Ty is coming to do Um, The first one was jam-packed with information, um, and this time the participants are going to get more hands-on experience instead of um, theory and um, experiential kinds of things. Um, They're going to do hands-on practice with gender-affirming language with a focus on pronouns. Um, They're going to practice how to use gender-affirming language for trans children and also how to explain the importance of using language to colleagues and peers. They also are going to use one of the books we feature this year um, called What Are Your Words? And take a look at how that book introduces the topic to children. It's one of my favorite books that we have this year. It's really awesome. Um, So I think they're going to dig deeper into the how and get practice with the affirming language in the classroom. And I think that that's what people were looking for last time. They really wanted to get to the nitty gritty um, what if you make a mistake and, and how should you um, act if that happens? Or maybe I'm so afraid to bring it into the classroom because I might make a mistake and those kinds of conversations. So I'm really looking forward to Ty's presentation. Um, and it's next Tuesday, October 26th from 8 to 9.30 uh, Eastern Standard Time on Zoom. Great. So listeners, again, please do be sure to, to head over to the show notes. You'll find the link there. Uh, and, and, you know, it's also great time yesterday, great timing. Yesterday was uh, International Pronoun Day. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty active on social media. I spend maybe too much time on, on Twitter than I should do. <laughs> um, but, you know, I kept checking in on that hashtag throughout the day. Uh, you know, there were some great resources being shared, but there was also quite a bit of, of hate speech, um, you know, of, of things reminding us that we have a long way to go with gender affirming language. That's a really important session. Yeah. Um, I, I want to move on to some other really great news that, that you have. It's regarding a book that is titled, quote, Thriving in Business Strategies for the LGBTQ plus Entrepreneur. Uh, and I know that the ebook is now available for pre-sale, paperback copies coming soon. What can you tell us about a very special chapter that we should be watching out for um, in regards to that book? It's pretty cool to say that I'm an author. I have to say I was extremely excited as an ally. I was so excited that 
um, the Pride and Joy Foundation asked me to write a chapter for them. And I think the one thing that I love about the Pride and Joy Foundation is that they have shown me how easy it is to both be nonprofits and be looking at the same types of people who might be our donors, but we can work together and we can find ways to help each other and support each other to make a difference together. And what Elena did, Elena's the found, Elena Joy Thurston is the founder of the Pride and Joy Foundation. Um, she created a publishing company. This is the first book that she's putting out. Um, and it brings together queer business leaders and allies from around the world, actually, um, to share their best strategies for thriving in business. And I'm still trying to like take that all in because I feel like PLP is thriving right now. There's a, there's a lot going on. Um, and as corporate America is working to figure out how inclusion and belonging actually work, LGBTQ plus business leaders are increasingly striking out on their own. So running a business as an LGBTQ individual or an ally comes with its own set of challenges. And this book addresses many of those challenges. Um, contributors include Joe DePasquale of Bitbull Capital, um, Elena Joy Thurston, Brie Pierre from Only Human. And of course, I wrote one of the chapters as well. My chapter is called Bringing People Together, One Book at a Time. And it really is just telling the story of PLP and how we got started and how we found the people to support this idea that we had about getting LGBTQ inclusive books into the very early age classrooms. Um, I think the one important lesson that I've learned through all of the experience I've had with starting PLP is to literally shoot for the stars and to just give it a try. Cause you know, you ask the celebrities to do a video, maybe they'll say no, maybe they'll say yes. And I think I didn't realize how much you need to do that in life, but especially in business when you're trying to, um, when you're trying to go after your mission and get the support from teachers, administrators, families, kids like celebrities, authors, there's so many different people and ways that we can get support. Um, so the worst thing that can happen when you ask a big ask is that somebody will say no, but like this, they asked me to write a chapter in the book. <laughs> I said, sure. So we did. Um, I, I think that again and again for PLP, it has been, why don't you try? Let's see what happens. And good things keep on coming our way because we keep on trying, I think. I, I am so excited uh, for this book to come out. And, and listeners, there will be a link over in the show notes for you to check it out. Please do get it up on your Goodreads, uh, contact your local librarians, make sure that they are getting this on the shelves too. Uh, but, you know, I, I also think it's the some of the big names that have, have said yes to you. Um, I, I really think don't underestimate, you know, I, I really do believe they're saying yes because of the many different layers of support that you are providing, you know, to name one, there's a number of read aloud events um, mm -hmm. that you have hosted where you've had authors come. Uh, and, you know, again, those read aloud events are great because, uh, you know, I take your point that you're getting um, you know, books with LGBTQ plus people narratives into um, some of the early years classrooms where a lot of educators did not grow up in a system where we had that kind of representation. And so it's not uncommon, you know, where I'll hear someone saying, 
I'm a little bit nervous about, you know, reading this book for the first time. Um, again, because there's been so much silence around it, right? We have that level of, of awkwardness sometimes until we've experienced it and seen. We're still talking about identity. We're still talking about family. We're still talking about friendship. All of those things are familiar to most early years teachers. Um, but I- I'm wondering if you want to talk a little bit about some of the, the read-alouds. Um, you know, again, just another layer of support that's come out of Pride and Less Prejudice. And I feel like this has been such an exciting thing because for me, there is nothing better than having the author read their book to the children. No disrespect to teachers and teachers do an amazing, amazing job, but there's just something very unique and very special when the person who actually wrote the story is reading it to you. Um, We've been incredibly lucky. Again, just ask, maybe they'll say yes. So last year we had a bunch of people do read alouds, but this year so far, um, we've had Harry Woodgate reading their book, Granddad's Camper. Um, And we've had US Representative Sharice Davids in honor of uh, National Coming Out Day and Indigenous Peoples Day, read Sharice's Big Voice. That was huge and so exciting. Um, And then coming on November 18th, we also have author Rob Sanders reading his new book, Two Grooms on a Cake, the story of America's first gay wedding. And the exciting part about all three of those is that these publishers have all agreed to let us keep those up on our website for the majority of the school year. And so there'll be access to those read alouds for quite some time. And what makes me so happy is that not only can we send the physical books to the classroom, but people literally all around the world can listen to these books. It's not just US and Canada. We can only send the physical books to U.S. and Canada. That's all we can manage right now. But anybody who has a computer and can go on to our website can click on the link and have this author read the story to their classroom. So to me, that is just incredible. Yeah. And, and, and yet again, that link is going to be there in the show notes because you, you really do have an impressive list of, of read alouds. And that's great that publishers have done that additional layer of support because um, that's, I, I, you know, to my knowledge, that's not all that common. It all. is not. And I think that that started last year because of COVID. I think the publishers were realizing the teachers were struggling and they wanted to support them too. And they also wanted to support the authors and get those books you know, and those stories out into the classroom. And so last year we would have some of the publishers say, oh, you can leave it up for a month or six weeks or whatever. I was so surprised this year that the publishers said to us, some were five months and some were six months. Um, That's just incredible. Um, And I got another one coming soon, but I can't tell. Well, (laughs) um, the good news is though, that you do such a great job of, of keeping folks um, in the know. And I just want to highlight, you have a great newsletter. I always, you know, I subscribe to a lot of newsletters, but yours is is near and dear to my heart. Like I, it always brings a smile when I see it in my inbox. Um, So again, I'll, I'll make sure that the link to uh, subscribe to the Pride and Less Prejudice newsletter is there. Um, uh, You know, I'm wondering as we wrap it up, I know that you have literally stacks of books behind you. I, I, can see in the call. So I know you've got a lot to do. Um, Anything else that you want to highlight for for listeners or anything else that's kind of on the horizon? Um, I think two things I'd love to highlight. One is something that I'm also very excited about. In September, we began a partnership with an independent bookstore in Decatur, Georgia. Um, It's called Karis Books and More. 
And it's something that was on my wish list since I started doing Pride and Less Prejudice is to support independent bookstores and have them help us ship the books out. Caris is the oldest, the South's oldest independent feminist bookstore specializing in diverse and unique children's books, feminist and cultural studies books, books on anti-racism and ending white supremacy and lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender and queer fiction and nonfiction. And they have been sending a um, hundred books a month for us starting in September. So they've done September, October, and they're actually getting the November books ready as we speak. And they've been amazing to work with. So I'm just gonna put this out there in the ether because I'm just gonna ask if there are any Canadian independent bookstores who are wanting to work with Pride and Less Prejudice, we would love to do the same with somebody in Canada. Um, it would be great to ship the books to Canada from here is extremely expensive, um, but we wanna to continue to support Canada. Last year we got, um, grants from the Tegan and Sarah Foundation to help us ship books to Canada. Um, and we're always looking for that next person who wants to partner and help us. So I don't know, Tricia, maybe you know an independent bookstore that might want to help us out. I will certainly be tagging the ones that I know of on social media and <laughs> listeners, you can help us, uh, you know, again, with, with retweets and tweets of the episode, tagging your favorite independent bookstores. Um, that would be, that would be a huge, huge way to say thank you for the work that Pride and Less Prejudice has done. That'd be great. And then I have one more thing and it's our biggest news yet. I have to say I saved the best for last. And that is um, just Two weeks ago, this became public knowledge that uh, my daughter, Rebecca, who is also our outreach coordinator, was named one of the 20 Airy Real Changemakers of 21-22. The company Airy um, chose 20 people with great ideas and awarded each one of them $20,000. And they gave us $20,000 to support PLP which is an additional 1,600 LGBTQ inclusive books that we're gonna be able to ship out across the United States and Canada. So we are ecstatic. And I have to say, it was one of those opportunities. We saw they were doing a contest and they were saying, make a two minute video and tell us what you do and who you are and why you're a change maker. And my daughter, Allie and I wrote the script and Becca and her roommate filmed this video in Washington, DC. And it was one of those moments in PLP story. What do we have to lose? Let's just try it and see. And we sent it in and they said yes. And they picked us. Um, it also was highlighted in Forbes magazine the morning that it was announced. So that was pretty cool as well. I just, you know, I, I'm so, so happy for you. Just, you know, every bit deserved. And I just, I cannot wait to continue to kind of watch where PLP goes next. It's been wonderful to see you getting the accolades that you deserve because the work you do is so important um, and has been needed for such a long time. So, you know, just the deepest congratulations and, and gratitude. Uh, listeners, please do, um, you know, again, help spread the word about what PLP is doing, how they are making a difference. Uh, and, and I know that schools have, have kind of connected with you in the past too. Listeners, if your school has a service learning program and you're looking for a great organization to get behind, um, this is certainly a good one to put your energy and time behind for sure. 
Yeah, we would love to work with kids. We love working with teenagers to try and help fundraise for us or do programming within the school system. There's all different ways to get involved in terms of service learning. So that that's a, a we would love it. Great. Thank you so much again for your time today. Um, I really appreciate it. Uh, and all the links that we discussed will be over there in the show notes. Um, and again, you know, teachers, those of you who might do entrepreneurship as a subject, that book, Thriving in Business Strategies for the LGBTQ Plus Entrepreneur, a great one to have in classroom libraries too. Before we wrap this episode, those of you who are interested in the event coming up from Pride and Less Prejudice on October 26th, that workshop with Ty, we're going to end this episode uh, with a, a quick snippet from them talking about the event. So uh, again, if you are free on October 26th, this is a great event to check out. Hi, my name is Ty. I use they, them pronouns, and I'm the Community Engagement and Youth Leadership Manager at SMILE in Washington, D.C. I'll be hosting a workshop on Tuesday, October 26th in partnership with Pride and Less Prejudice, an awesome organization that raises funds to donate kids' books that are LGBT inclusive to classrooms around the country. The workshop we'll be hosting is all about pronouns, so it's an awesome place for all those questions about how to use different pronouns, what to do when you make a mistake, what language is affirming for trans and gender creative youth, it's specifically geared for educators in K through three settings, pre-K through three, um, really anyone who works with schools or really anyone who works with kids and wants to be more gender affirming in their language. We'll be focusing on one of my favorite kids books of all time. It's called What Are Your Words? And this book is an awesome introduction to introduce kids to the idea of pronouns, to practice different pronouns, to consider what pronouns they want to use or other people might use. Um, and it's also just a super fun book to think about identity. So this book helped me think about how my words are they, them, but my words are also poet and dancer and silly and fun. So I hope you'll join us on Tuesday, October 26th. Spread the word. It's free and open to anyone who works with young people in your professional life, in your personal life, really anyone. So come and join us. I hope to see you there.